0: In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how being exposed to domestic violence affects children. Peace and blessings, everyone. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye Podcast. I just want to say, I really missed you all. So much has happened since the last time we met on this platform, but you know what? I am back and ready to go with some new content. In the last episode, I talked about the dynamics of domestic violence during the pandemic of 2020. I shared the concerns of domestic violence advocates, including myself, and how victims are affected even more during the pandemic with such matters as the potential increase of this public health issue, and what the victims as well as the advocates are dealing with while navigating during the pandemic. If you want to catch up on that episode, you can click the link in the show notes or on the blog at bit.ly forward slash podcast blog. This week, I am sharing with you how children are affected being exposed to domestic violence. According to the Resource Center on Domestic Violence, It is estimated that at least 3.3 million children between the ages of 3 and 17 witness serious parental violence each year in the United States. It is also estimated as many as 10 million teenagers are exposed to parental violence each year. Approximately 12.6% of these teens remembered the abusive incident, with 50% of them reporting their father hit their mother, 19% reporting their mother hit their father, and 31% reporting both hit the other. It is well established that children exposed to domestic violence are at increased risk for physical abuse and other forms of child maltreatment. However, we will go into how children are being affected who are exposed to domestic violence. We're gonna start with some of the short-term effects. Children in homes where one parent is abused may feel fearful and anxious. They may always be on guard, wondering when the next violent event will happen. This can cause them to react in different ways depending on their age. Starting with the children in preschool, some of the young children who witness intimate partner violence may start doing things they used to do when they were younger, such as bedwetting, thumb sucking, increased crying and whining, They may also develop difficulty falling or staying asleep, show signs of terror such as stuttering or hiding, and show signs of severe separation anxiety. Now with the school age children in this age range, they may feel guilty about the abuse and blame themselves for it. Domestic violence and abuse hurts children's self esteem. They may not participate in school activities or get good grades have fewer friends than others, and get into trouble more often. They also may have a lot of headaches and stomach aches. Now as we get closer, further into our teens, teens who experience um, or who witness abuse may act out in negative ways such as fighting with family members or skipping school. They may also engage in risky behaviors such as having unprotected sex and using alcohol or drugs they may have low self-esteem and have trouble making friends start fights or bully others and are more likely to get in trouble with the law now this type of behavior is more common in teen boys who are abused in childhood than in teen girls girls are more likely than boys to be withdrawn and to experience depression now going into some of the long-term effects More than 15 million children in the United States live in homes in which domestic violence has happened at least once. These children are at greater risk for repeating this cycle as adults by entering into abusive relationships or becoming abusers themselves. For example, a boy who sees his mother being abused is 10 times more likely to abuse his female partner as an adult. A girl who grows up in a home where her father abuses her mother is more than six times as likely to be sexually abused as a girl who grows up in a non-abusive home. Children who witness or are victims of emotional, physical, or sexual abuse are at higher risk for health problems as adults. These can include mental health conditions such as depression and anxiety. They may also include diabetes, obesity, heart disease, Poor self-esteem and other problems Each child responds differently to abuse and trauma. Some children are more resilient and some are more sensitive. How successful a child is at recovering from abuse or trauma depends on several things, including having a good support system or good relationships with trusted adults, high self-esteem, and healthy friendships. Although children will probably never forget what they saw or experienced during the abuse, they can learn healthy ways to deal with their emotions and memories as they mature. The sooner a child gets help, the better his or her chances for becoming a mentally and physically healthy adult. Now, here are some things we can do to help children recover from either witnessing or experiencing domestic violence or even both. One of the things we can do is help them feel safe. Children who experience or witness domestic violence need to feel safe. If the child or children have been exposed to you being abused, this may be a great time for you to consider whether leaving the abusive relationship might help your child feel safer. Talk to your child about the importance of healthy relationships. The next thing we can do is talk to them about their fears. Let them know that it's not their fault or your fault. Talk to them about healthy relationships. Help them learn from the abusive experience by talking about what healthy relationships are and are not. This will help them know what is healthy when they start romantic relationships of their own. We can talk to them about boundaries. Talk or let your child know that no one has the right to touch them or make them feel uncomfortable, including family members, teachers coaches or other authority figures. Also explain to your child that he or she does not have the right to touch another person's body and if someone tells them to stop, they should do so right away. We can help them find a reliable support system. In addition to a parent, this can be a school counselor, a therapist or another trusted adult who can provide ongoing support. Now here's the thing, know that school counselors are required to report domestic violence or abuse if they suspect it it's important that you know that we can also get them professional help cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt is a type of talk therapy or counseling that may work best for children who have experienced violence or abuse and this is something that can be decided on by the counselor themselves but i want you to know that cbt is especially helpful For children who have anxiety or other mental health problems as a result of the trauma. During CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, a therapist will work with your child to turn negative thoughts into more positive ones. The therapist can also help your child learn healthy ways to cope with stress. Your doctor can recommend a mental health professional who works with children who have been exposed to violence or abuse. Many shelters and domestic violence organizations also have support groups for kids these groups can help children by letting them know they are not alone and helping them process their experiences in a non-judgmental place Now, this is one of the things i really enjoyed doing as a volunteer but this was done pre covid 19. it is difficult to be able to do that right now because we don't want to expose them or have less risk of the children or the parents been exposed to COVID. So right now, none of us volunteers are allowed to go in there. So I also want you to know that the information in today's episode was part from my personal experience as a former teacher and a domestic violence prevention um, advocate or volunteer, and also part from two reputable resources, the Resource Center on Domestic Violence, and also the Office on Women's Health under the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You are a great asset in this world, and it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let a granny know in the voice message feature or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. I would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with me and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit the Proactive Eye blog at bit.ly forward slash b-i-t dot L Y forward slash P E podcast blog. You can also connect with proactive eye on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at proactive eye and also on Facebook. The handle is at proactive eye podcast. This has been your host elegant granny. Thank you for your support and visit again. And remember healing is a continuous process, not a one shot deal much love, peace, Light and healing vibes, family. Stay tuned next week as we talk about domestic violence during the holidays.